Sport has the power to change the world. Welcome to Telling Our Football Stories. My name is Boise Kumalo and my guest today is Lyndon Becker. In today's episode, Lyndon talks about playing street soccer, moving to America, and education. Lyndon Becker, welcome to Telling Our Football Stories. How you doing, my guy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, bro? I'm good. Thanks, man. How's COVID treating you? I heard you got uh, sick. <laughs> uh no i had covid uh last week so i was in quarantine for 10 days i just got out actually last weekend a week from tomorrow yeah. um and now i'm just trying to recover and, and get back to it did you get the vaccine yeah i'm vaccinated i got the, the johnson and johnson but you still can get covid uh while you're on that so and you can get sick because like a lot of our players, we had like 10 people who have COVID. So, and like, I think maybe six, six of us were already vaccinated and we still got COVID and we went through all the quarantine process, like process and all that. And, and it was just, it was just madness because everybody got sick, sick too. It's not like, it wasn't like no symptoms. I didn't have symptoms at all. I had a headache, but like, that was it. But everybody else was just like, they can't taste. They have everything, every single like symptoms that COVID uh, brings. So, are you like quarantining by yourself now, or with the team? Oh, oh, now we're back on the team. Now everybody's back. I was the last one out uh, in the hotel. Yeah. Uh, now everybody's back, and some guys are training, and some guys like kind of doing like little stuff because it really damaged you, the inside, like your lungs, and just messed up your heartbeat, and yeah, like a lot of stuff. So. Um, but yeah, some guys are like limited to practice. You can't like my heart rate was shooting up like to like 200, like 200, uh, uh beats per minute, like per like minute, I think. And it, that was like, that was a lot. And then they told me to slow down and my blood pressure was like, like was high and all that. So, yeah. So let me ask you this, you know, it's a uh, Olympics time. Have you been watching any Olympics? Yeah. I have. <laughs> did you watch? Uh, did you watch South Africa play under twenty three? No, I couldn't. All the games at three a.m. and uh, two a.m. here my time. Lindo, get out of here, man! You're not a true South African. I fan, I man. seen I I saw the um the the games, but I knew the score. I watched the games after that. I watched uh, the friends game. I watched that. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the games? I mean, they were good. Like I thought the guys actually played like really good. Uh, I enjoy actually watching them. Okay, hold up. Who played good, France or South Africa? South Africa. Okay. Why, why, why would I say France? Well, no, I don't know because South Africa lost three games. That's what I was asking. Yeah, yeah I know. But, like, the way they playing, like, it's good. It's just, like, scoring goals. Like, maybe that's the only thing that they need. Or, like, defensively, like, they can't consider four goals in one game, bro. Like, but right. I thought they played good. Like, watching them, like, and watching, like, from, like, a while ago, like, I mean, I can see the difference. Yeah. I remember back in the day, man, you played uh, for the national team under 17. How was that? Uh, it was it was great. Um, I mean, oh, man, back in the day, those were good days, right? Those are good days right there. Um, that was fun. We had, I mean, I'm still in contact, actually, with a lot of the guys that I played with over there. Um, even the coaches that was coaching us and some of the, uh, the staff, it was it was cool. We went to uh, Botswana, I think, 
and uh, we went to we played. I but I played for like maybe a year or so, year and a half with uh, with the U17s before I uh, I moved here. Yeah, we didn't lose one game, my bro. So how did you end up on the national team? How did they pick you? Um, I knew a guy in Durban that used to coach my uh my one of my cousins. Yeah. And he, I don't know, he, I mean, he knew me, but he, he was just asking, hey, can you go and, and try out for the, uh, for the U-17s and stuff like that? And then at the time I was available, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go. But like that guy that I knew, he was coaching my, my, my older cousins and stuff like that. So he wanted somebody younger, 94. So I was like, yeah, I can go. And then I went, I met the team. Um, so, and then even that guy, so I'm still in contact with him just because of that. Yeah. So he he basically put me on that. Yeah, that's cool, man. Well, hey, let's talk about how it all started for Lindo Mfeka. Where are you from in South Africa, my guy? Zulu boy. Uh, Durban. Uh, I'm from Durban, uh, South Africa. Born in '94. Um, lived over there for 15 years. Uh, before I moved to the state uh, when I was 15. Yeah, let's not talk about the states yet. We're not there yet. We try to find out what was it like growing up in Durban, South Africa. Um, I mean, I mean, I really like liked it. I enjoyed being uh in South Africa and stuff. It was, it was different. Um, but we just made the best out of the situations. We didn't have much, but we we grew up and, and we saw everybody that was growing up um around us. They were getting it done every day and they just getting by every day. It was mostly like, you just, a survival type of move. Like, you, I mean, we didn't know like what we were gonna eat and the next meal was coming from, but you ate, but sometimes you didn't. And then we just played ball all the time. Yeah. Went to school like all other kids that we know around. So everybody was kind of living the same lifestyle. So like, it wasn't like somebody's better than you, somebody's lesser than you or, or anything like that. So we all just like embrace each other and, and what we had and that we shared most of the stuff that we uh that we did and what we ate, we share all that. We share clothes, we share everything. We were just a, a bunch of just like the younger guys that was growing up at the same time as me. We we just like we play soccer, we went to the same schools, we hang out with the same people. So mm-hmm. like it was basically we just lived together. Um I mean, I don't know. I know you, you talked about playing ball, meaning that you played a lot of football back yeah. in, in Durban. When yeah. you played in, in these teams in Durban, was this an organized team or was, was it just like yeah. a street team? Well, like when I was really young, we didn't have, we had an organized team, but we also played like whatever, because we had so many guys that wanted to play on the team that probably didn't make it, but they were our friends. So we would play with them separately on, like a tennis court and play 4v4 and just like, and then we'll have an organized thing with our coach, probably like, let's say after school, like at 4.30, we'll, we'll have that with the co- with the coaches and play and, and train and do all that. But like with our friends, probably like at three, we'll play with them in the tennis court before we literally walk on <laughs> uh, in a soccer field with the coach. So we're going to do an hour probably like playing small sided with our friends and then go do an hour and a half with our, with our coach. Um, uh, the guys that actually played on the team and we do that and yeah we played it we played a lot it was like that's the only thing we we really did like we just played like it, like we didn't practice was just not enough basically 
Like it was back then, it was like, uh, oh, we just want to play. You just want to play like all the time. Saturdays come, and then you don't have school. He's just playing all throughout the day, and then you probably have a game. And then after the game, you come back and you play some more. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, you, yeah. You know, I know that's what we did too growing up back in, in Soweto. Yeah. 24 7. <laughs> like you said, after playing a game, you go play some more. Now, do yeah. you think playing all the time made you a better player that you are now? Um, yeah, definitely. I think um, it made me a better player for sure. Uh, just because, because like, I mean, everything takes practice. So if I'm only practicing once a week, once, I mean, once a day, an hour and a half or whatever, I'm going to be good probably eventually or. I'm, but like, the more I'm doing it, I feel like I'm I'm gonna be better off not doing it. I'm I'm never gonna say there was too much work for me. There was too much. I did too much instead of less. Um, but so, I mean, playing with the different kind of like guys, you understand players. You you playing with somebody who's actually not even talented at all. Somebody who's just playing because we we love him. We, he's our guy. He he or oh, he oh, he has the ball. It's his ball. So like he gotta yeah. play. Yeah. And then you're going to play with somebody who's actually like, you know how to play. And then you just kind of like understand the level, the differences, what you like, what you can do with, with whoever you got. And I think that that helps. And then, but right now, and then you get to like uh, a stage where it's like, everybody's you're playing with is good. And then it's just like, it's easier for you to just transition and like understanding their, their tendencies and all that stuff. Yeah. So now as a young kid growing up in Natal, Devin, how important was education to you, man? To be honest, it was not really that important, but like my parents always said, you gotta go to school, you gotta do this. And the people around us, the cousins and everybody, yeah, we gotta go to school. But like, we never we never really took it serious. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I know the people that I grew up with didn't didn't take it serious too. Yeah. Um, we just wanted to play. I mean, you know, if you go to school, you're gonna be on the team, you're gonna be. You're gonna be playing with uh, the schools against the all. I mean, you're gonna be playing against other schools around your area, or, and you know people on the on all these areas and stuff. It's just like it's great time, and you enjoy that. So that's the only fun part for me to go to school. That was like the motivation for me to go to school, so I can play against these guys and and, and all that. But like, it wasn't like I want to actually know uh, who Mohammed Maganda is, like on all that stuff. Like you know, like <laughs> yeah. So then, like, growing up as a young kid, you always wanted to be a professional player? Yes. Um, yes, I did. I mean, I always knew that's what I wanted to do because we watched Pirates and we watched Chiefs and all like, those guys. And yeah. we even watched, like, the we didn't watch the youth, but, like, we know people that played there that were our age, but we couldn't play there at the time. And they'll come back with, with dressed up, like, all, like, the stuff, like, the Pirates, like, Adidas stuff from, like, head to toe and uh, you're like oh you know <laughs> like, you're like you want that too you want that but yeah but i always wanted that like that's that was the goal yeah who are some of the guys you looked up to growing up as a kid man <sighs> like professional guys or are you talking yeah, about like professionals players or anybody yeah uh professional players i'm gonna start with the professional players i ziggy ziggy uh, I mean, like, I love them. Um, Jawupule, Steve, like, all those guys, I grew up watching them, like, uh, Stenson, Sticker uh, Fredericks, and all of them, I grew up watching them play. So those guys were, like, really, like, the motivation. I never really got into a, 
um, European football until I left, really. Um, but I used to watch like a lot of the um, South African soccer, like Skyrongo Vest, all them, all those guys. I used to watch those guys a lot. So I look up, I looked up to them. And then when you talk about like my mentors and stuff like that, my my old coach, uh, he was like he this guy like he coached me since I was like five probably like he wake me up at six a.m. on a Saturday a Saturday morning. He's like, let's go play one v one. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what you mean? <laughs> like, he take me to a small like small corner and say and tell me to dribble him. I'm like, boy, you're bigger than me. I can't. There's no way, you know. Like, like, and he's like, try and I'll try and go. We did that for years and years after that, and then it got easier and easier and stuff. But that guy, like, I think he really did. He really like helped me. Uh, uh, become a footballer that I explained. Yeah. No, listening to you talk about guys like Jabu Pule, Skarangobese, all these players are skillful players. Uh, are you a skillful player? I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say I'm a skillful player. Um, I'm, I'm mostly just like two touches, three touches type of guy. Um, it depends. I can I can get by somebody, but I'm just, I wouldn't say like I would do a move on them. Like I might get by, but I'm not really a skillful uh, uh, guys, but I enjoy watching guys with skills though. So. Yeah, but some, some some people in America might think you have skill. Well, I mean, they they need to watch more <laughs> more other players play, like and say, all right, this guy's a skill. Like, not not me. I wouldn't say skill. I might have a good touch. And my first touch, I think you can just dictate what I want to do with the ball and stuff like that. So, so would you say you're more of a smarter player than a skillful player? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say smarter, but like I'm saying, I stick to my game. I stick, I'm gonna do what I think is simple for me, what makes the game easier for me. Whereas a, a guy who's skillful can like decide on the spot, like maybe last second, like, oh, let me just dribble now. Yeah. When me, I decide before I get the ball, all right, this is what's happening. I already know like before that. So I think that's that's what uh that's what I like. I prefer that better like knowing what I want to do with the ball before I even get the ball. Before I even ask for the ball, I already know like all right, this is what I'm trying to do before I get it. Whereas like somebody who just like oh took a touch, okay, now let's dribble. Yeah. Nah. Uh I know, man, I don't remember when I met you, but I met you long, long time ago. You went from Devon came to Soweto. Why did you guys come to Soweto, man? Uh, we was play, we were playing um a tournament in I think it was nail spray or some or something like that. We went there, we played. Um uh, Cosmos got me over there. We played and then went back to uh Josie and stuff to play another one in Josie, and then you was there. So we just we usually like I did those tournaments for like maybe two years in a row. I did one the year before, and then I did one that same year. You came out, so I think that was my last one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, I came for I I I go and play those tournaments in uh in the um in the fields. I don't know what they call those fields now, but I see fields. Yeah, street soccer, man. That's what yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with. Yeah, I remember because uh, you were like the youngest guy there playing because most of the players were older players. Some players are ex-players. And then you were on a team that one of my friends, Cosmos, was coaching. And uh, I was like, hey, man, let's give this little guy a try, see what he can do. And then you came on the field and 
you made some magic happen. That's why I'm asking <laughs> you, if, are you a skillful player or a smart player? Because I know a lot of younger players would not play in that environment at a young age with older players. Right. You know? Yeah. How did you do that? Um, I mean, from uh, when I was in Durban, I didn't play with my age group. That's one. I usually, they, they play me uh, in the uh, older groups with the guys, like, I don't know now, like, they're probably like 30s or early 30s now. So I played with those guys a lot. And when I played at school, I went up. I was playing for the varsity team instead of the, uh, uh, the junior team or whatever they call it. But so I usually play with the older guys. And then when they when uh, Cosmos threw me in the game, when I was out there with you guys, and it wasn't something new, but it's still, like, terrifying when you're playing against, like, Guys who rather than like the uh, like the opponents, like the people that playing games and the people on your team don't understand that you've been playing um with the older guys for a long time, or like they don't know, they don't know all that stuff. And the people that I play with in Durban though, older than me, they understood. All right, he can do this, but he can't do this. He can't go out and, and track back and defend. And we expect them to put in a full shift. Like this is for him to get in like a little experience. And I think that was the, the hardest thing, but like that was hard for me to think about like knowing like they don't know. I, I play with the older guys, but they don't know that I don't do like the full hundred percent. I'm not going to do everything, but the guys I play with over there in Johannesburg, they were, they understood that without me telling them, they're just like, yo, stay here, stay here. You don't got to go back all the way back. I got you. They would defend and then they would pass the bus and do your thing. And after that, and then, I mean, it was easy. Like I think like, that can't that comes from like just guys understanding football like from like the beginning of time like especially and I say like guys just eat and, and sleep and, and do that like that's what they do yeah whatever happened to that team what happened to some of those players I know a player like you you went to the US what happened to the rest of the players um I actually still talk to like uh Dunga and stuff I talk to him on the phone sometimes um I talked to a few guys maybe like four or five but some of the guys, I don't, I don't, I, I couldn't tell you where they are, like um, playing wise. Some of them played for a little bit and then they stopped, and then I don't know, they did some essay stuff. But how did you end up in the U.S., my guy? <laughs> I um, so I'm I met Cosmo first. Yeah, I met Cosmo through the uh, Aspire Africa thingy. Uh, we did that, I think. Uh, the year before I came here. So he introduced me to you and he introduced me to <clears throat> Moses and, and Moses' wife and basically through like all his family and stuff. They introduced me to them and then he, he, he came to me and asked me if I want to go to the U.S. And, 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 and to school and stuff like that. And I, and I was still doing the national team thing too. So like I was kind of in between. I was like, no, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. But my mom's like, yes, 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 yes. So I have to go. And he said, and then Cosmos told me, like, and they're pointing at you because you was out there. I didn't know who he was at the time. He's like, this guy did the same thing that I'm trying to get you to do. Yeah. And then you can tell, I mean, you can tell the difference in us, South African guys around the pitch, chilling and, and trying to play or whatever. And you can see somebody who's like not from like you, but who's from there, but you ain't leader in a long time. So like he was like, oh. Look at the shoes. Oh, look at it. Look at look at how you dress. Like you're like, bro. I wanna be like. I wanna. I wanna dress like that. I wanna do all that. So when he showed me, and when you see it in person, he's like, I wanna do that now. Like you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so, so from there, 
and then we just started the process and like doing the stuff. KB was involved. KB actually was really involved with the uh, the paperwork. I did a lot of paperwork with KB and he was flying to Durban and I was flying back to Johannesburg and getting my, my visa and all that stuff. So uh, KB was you and then Cosmo and then <clears throat> Moses and then, and then I got introduced to Sandy and, and Tony and you know, my moms and dad. Yeah. What, what did your parents think of you leaving South Africa, going to the U.S.? Actually, my mom was happy. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, they were just like, go ahead and and, and, and find a better place and, and better opportunities than just being here and all that. Of course, we want to miss you and we want you here. But like this right now, this might be the good move, a good move for you. Uh, just go do and you can get your degree and you can continue playing while you're doing that. So it wasn't something I mean. She didn't say no, don't go, but she did say yes, go. You know, like everybody around was supportive about it, about the move and saying like, yeah, this might be, this might be uh, the, the, a good move and a better opportunity because I was starting to get in trouble to the school. So like they were trying to like, I not get rid of me, but like just find something <laughs> different. about getting in trouble. What kind of trouble, man? School, like I was skipping school, like going and hanging out and, and playing and the girls were coming on like all that stuff you were starting to get you know so you were getting smarter and people were starting to get on stuff so yeah so how, how was that transition from uh south africa to to the u.s man tough <laughs> <laughs> tough man it was so hard for me it was hard it was it was one of the hardest things i've ever had to do um the first thing i say the language was tough Cause I didn't speak no English when I first got uh, got here. Yeah, I remember, man. You you speak that deep Zulu from Durban. I was like, this yeah. guy's gonna be in trouble, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause I would only speak to Dando and stuff like. But um, I'm gonna, like, it was hard. I think the school was really hard. Like the first uh, first year and a half or so, like I was really struggling because I I couldn't understand a lot of stuff that was going on around me because uh, of the language barrier, like. I I was I was man, it was so hard to just like go to a restaurant and just order food. Like that stuff was hard. Like you can't, I couldn't just go in and just like, oh, give me this. You know, I had to point at stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I would be like reading the menu, I'd be just like this, <laughs> you know, like that's all you know. And and whatever comes if the food comes and it comes in like you like this is not what I ordered, but you can't I mean, complain about it. You know what I'm saying? It's so hard to speak. You know? It's like, you can't, I can't even say like, hey man, that's not what I ordered. Right, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to have to deal with it and just eat the fries. If that's what you got. And eat whatever you got. So I think that was hard. And uh, the soccer, the uh, social and soccer thing was really hard because I came from playing every day and with no structure at some point to something, to somewhere where it was like really controlled and everything like had its own time. So soccer started <clears throat> at four ends at five, that's it. I can't get over, I can't get none of that after that. You know what I'm saying? It's done, like, it's done. Like you don't have your friends that you can play with all the time like that. I didn't have, cause like, I just got here and I didn't have anyone like that. And my, my siblings that I live with, they didn't really play soccer like that. So I would, it, would, it would be just me trying to play and, and it wouldn't happen. So so that was hard to try and go from playing every day to playing one hour or three hours a week, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. you know, like, <clears throat> so to play that little 
and have a season where it's where you like from I don't know January. I don't I don't remember what the uh, soccer schedule was in in high school, but like there was a, there was like a little you have a, a huge break where it's like there's no soccer right now. This right now is basketball season or something like that. Or like this football. It's a it's a yeah it's it's American like it's American football time right now. Like so soccer players. Yeah, done. Yeah, go home and do whatever. Like so, we didn't. I didn't play as much, so there was there was a uh, that was tough. And the other thing was, I didn't see my friends every day. You know, like people here. Like when I first got here, I didn't understand how. What you mean? I'm sitting in the house the entire time. Like when I got to Louisville, and I, I'm like, okay, after school, like, oh, you can't go somewhere. You can't go anywhere because it's school night. Oh, what? Wait, what? <laughs> you know, like someone say. Oh, it's Tuesday. You can't just go, you know. So I get so confused. I get frustrated. I'm like, what you mean? I can't go, you know, because I come from a way like, go. <laughs> like, no, you don't tell no one. You just you, you, you get get your shoes on and you're just out and you're at the door. Let me ask and, you this, man. When you were in high school, did uh did you ever think about getting a tutor? To oh, I had to, no? I, I had tutors. Yeah. Like my one of my math teacher was my tutor. So I'll go to class and then she would tutor me after school. And then I get home. My mom was my tutor. I my mom is really smart. She knows like all the subjects. So like she would tutor me on every single thing. Like when she get home from work, she would tutor me. Yeah. And but like I didn't have like a specific, I had one when uh the year, I mean in the summer before the, the year started, I had a tutor when I got here for like math. And I did that and then I went to school and then and then I had I had a tutor. My math teacher was my tutor, and then my mom's at home was my tutor too, basically, because I did all my work with her, yeah. and all my homework that I was I I had to do with her and stuff like that. And and I had people at school that helped me with my school. Like my classmate was helping me with my school. Guys or girls helping you? Both. Well, I don't want you to get me in trouble. I'm going to say both. Nah, you're not going to get in trouble, man. Nobody's <laughs> going to listen to this conversation. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the school was really, like, it was hard. Because sometimes, like, you know, back home, I would miss school and be like, oh, I'm, I'm just not going today. It's, it's raining or something like that. I'm just not going to go. And no one will know. Like, my mom will be at work. My dad doesn't care. Like, <clears throat> if I'm here, he doesn't know what day it is sometimes. So like I just be at home and he he won't ask me nothing and then when I'm here it's like Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday you I get home to school no matter what like they you know like you miss like maybe one day in one like every semester you miss yeah. like one day and you gotta be there yeah yeah, yeah. So, like, I couldn't even take my <laughs> take my day off yeah let me ask you this man how did you get along because I know coming from uh, Natal where you grew up there's probably just all kinds of black people and right. moved in with the host family of right. all white people. How was that? I mean, I mean, uh, I would say it was strange when I saw the pictures, when I, when I was back home, I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, <laughs> you know, like I've literally spoken to like one white person before yeah. I got here. like somebody was asking for like direction. It was in my neighborhood. It was white. I think he had one of the work like workers' trucks or whatever, like fixing electricity. One guy I spoke to before I got here, like he was he, he was white. 
and nobody else. And then I had to, I had to come here and then live with like white people that I've like you know it's so like it was super different. And the way of parenting for for uh for them was different from my mom's and them. So like all that was different and 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 stuff like that. But like after like a while, I just didn't see. I mean, I didn't like see that um, the difference between like like the white and black on them. Like I was just like then my mom at the, at the end of the day now like but yeah it was really hard at first and to do all like to call in my mom and dad and stuff like that what what's talking about they white you black <laughs> i was at your mom and how's that they black you know what i'm saying yeah uh, but i i mean we just didn't they didn't look they didn't look at me as a black person i didn't look at them as a white person. yeah that, that's crazy man that's a crazy story now <laughs> I got some more questions about Sandy. Who is your mom? What yes. kind of relationship do you have with Sandy, man? I mean, a good uh, mother and son relationship where, I mean, man, we've been through so much stuff. <laughs> uh, early on, I didn't understand the way she was thinking and where she, like, where she was coming from with stuff, but she had seen a bigger picture than I did at the time, like, um, you, you was involved too in this. I remember um, the national team is calling and they're doing all this stuff. And <clears throat> and I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, why they're not letting me go? They talk about school, this and that. So I'm getting mad at her because she the one saying no. So like at first we had that little, like we're just clashing on that. Like, you know, I get mad. I have an attitude. I'd be mad at running the house, walking like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> Like acting mad and all that, be grumpy all day long, and, and oh, it was just it was just not a it was not a fun time for me, and for her. But like she was she's patient enough, and then she was patient enough with me. So and then we got to a good a good place where it's like I understand what she's saying, and I understood <clears throat> the thing like the bigger picture than what I was seeing because I was just seeing like national team, boom boom, we playing, we having fun. The guys in South Africa, I'm in, I'm with my guys in South Africa, this and this, I'm playing this. But she like she saw like you know what I'm saying she went past all that all yeah. the fun and all that stuff. Just, like, you're gonna have fun later on. You're gonna have fun here. You're gonna get your people here. You know what I'm saying you're gonna have your friends here. You're gonna go to college. You're gonna have a different. You know like back then like my the first year like in 2010 or like 09 college. <laughs> what you talking about? I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not going there. And then four years later, I'm like, I want to go. I want to go, you know, like, so, I mean, I was, it was a young brain. I wasn't thinking the same, but like our relationship right now, it's just like a, a mother and son type of relationship. Like she yelled at me, she just yelled at me yesterday about the ticket. I got a ticket again. Um, hey, and always stay in trouble, man. What the heck's wrong with you? Yeah. And then she got mad. She got mad. She yelled at me and all that, but <clears throat> I mean, so, but like it's it's just like man, our relationship is cool. Like we we really cool. We really actually we're close. We're close. I can be there. We're really close. Like I talk to her about anything, um, everything really. Now let me ask you this: You said you talk to her about everything. Do you think you have the same conversations with your parents back home? <laughs> no. Why? No. Um, I feel like uh, I I never tried, but like this is what I'm thinking. Like if I'm having the same conversation with my mom back home, like I talk to Santa about literally everything, like from 
every like sax, like I can't do that with my my mom back home, bro. Like you know this. I, like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to understand why uh, you talk to. Oh, your okay. Like it's just that. not. It's we we just didn't grow up like that. Like it wasn't something that you you talk you talk about with your elders, with your with your mom or your dad. It's not something that should just come up and mm -hmm. say, "Oh, I'm going to talk to you about sex and stuff like that." And, and all that like it was not it's not something or like now i can't talk to, like my mom's look up to me like my mom's want my opinion on stuff my mom want this where sandy i want her opinion you know what I'm saying? like i'm she won't she tell me stuff like i want to learn like where my mom's is learning more for me since she has not been around like you know she hasn't seen a lot of stuff than me but not saying like she just want my no i'm not advising the woman she's still like my mom you know what i'm saying yeah, like she, yeah. you know uh but there's things that I know I'm comfortable talking to Cindy about and get something that I need from it. Then I will talk to my mom back home where like, <clears throat> like I can talk to her about stuff, but I know what I'm going to get back, um, which is, it's fine. Like, but it's just different, bro. You know, this. I can't be talking to my mom. Like, yeah. Cindy's so comfortable and so open and <laughs> she would tell you like, you know what I'm saying? Like how it is it's right then and then this is, it's, it's black or white, you're just right there. When my mom will not want to say things like, you know, like she wouldn't want to say like vulgar thing. Like she wouldn't want to like use that type of language with me. Even like, you know what I'm saying? She wouldn't want to be like, but oh, this how you say this how language you... all the time. Huh? <laughs> I say you use the language all the time. No, uh, my mom's like, sex, what, what? You don't do that, you don't do that. You, you don't do that. No sex for you until you married and all that. Well, Santa's like, oh, you know, how Santa is. She tells you, this is what you're going to get. This is what you're going to get. Boom, 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 boom. If you want to go in, go in. <laughs> 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 so, hey, do you, do you think you made the right decision by coming to the States? 100%. 100%. I was actually telling someone, I don't know who I was telling. I don't remember. But I had this conversation a few months ago. Actually, no, nah, three weeks ago with Jonathan. I don't know if you remember Jonathan. No, I don't know. Yeah, uh, you do. But he loves you. Um, <laughs> he, uh, I was telling him, because we was talking about, what if you stayed in SA and did all that stuff? I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't think it would, I would be where I am right now, like maturity-wise, like all that, like even... Like being stable and living on my own and doing all that stuff, I don't think that would have been the case in SA would have been different. But I'm thinking like, <clears throat> I mean, this changed my life in a positive way. I graduated college. I've never thought that, that would ever happen ever. Mm -hmm. You know, like I did now. I graduated, I went to school, I did all, I did both. I did soccer, I did, I did college, I did, I did school, I did soccer. I, I have friends, I, I'm doing, I'm living like great, you know. Right. Like I'm, I made a good decision for myself to like have something after after soccer where I feel like maybe in SA maybe that wouldn't be the case, you know. But right now looking looking forward to to my future like ten years down the line, I can see I'm like okay, these are the steps. Boom, boom, boom. I know it. Where in SA, where the people that I play with in the national team, within you know like they're not. Some of them still playing, some of them are not. And then the ones that are not, they're not really doing that all that great. Even mm -hmm. though they did go to PSL and, you know what I'm saying, asking me for, I'm not going to say that, but asking me for, like, 
<clears throat> 10 rands or something like that. I'm like, you went to, you played a professional, you have, I say, I know, I say they pay you, you know? So like, that was all, like, all this, like in, my, in the back of my head, I'm like, what's happening? Like, you know, and it makes me question, like there's guys that I know right now, just like asking me for that, but they already like played and, and, and did all that and stuff like that. They were like big time in SA, but now it's, it's really over with like, the amount, you know, the amount of drinking that players do in SA, man, it's crazy. Like, yeah. but you know, and the amount of friends that you get and you have when you're playing you over there. All of friends, man. Right, so you take care of all of that. And it's like, ooh, that's a lot. And then a guy now, he, he doesn't have much left for him and all that stuff. So I think I did a great, I, for me, it's, it's good because I can play here while I'm helping my family back home. And it, it's, it's just like, it, it's easier uh, and safer. And my mom is more proud of what I'm doing right now than what I would have been over there. Let's say I did play over there a couple of years and then they shut me down to an NFD. And now you, you're not making anything and people are still thinking like you still need to provide the same way you was providing when you was playing for a top team or something like that. You still got to help the same way. You still got to like provide the same way that you've been doing when the check has been cut, you know? It's tough. So like, that's, I think that's tough. And right now with like, like what I'm talking about, Sandy and stuff, I talked to her like, okay, this was happening and then she's like, I, they got to understand this, what the situation is now is different. It's not as it was three years ago. It's not as it was four years ago. Now they got to understand and you can't make everybody happy. Somebody got to do their own thing so they can, you know what I'm saying? They got to go to work. They can't just depend on you. You, You're older now. You're going to have a family soon. You're going to have all that stuff and you got to take care of that instead of like your brothers and cousins and, and, and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Which I'm happy about. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to take care of you before you take care of other people. Where over there, people look at you first. Like, got to look at you. You got to do this for me. You have to do this for me. Like, there's no other way for me. You got to do it for me. Nah, those, those people, man, they're just looking for handouts. And sometimes right. people like that, you got to you gotta cut them off, man. But I want to touch base on uh, your high school. I know you said when you moved to the States, it was tough with the high school. Yeah. Now, when you went to college, was it still tough for you or was it a bit easier? Um, I think it was easier in college. Uh, it was easier because <clears throat> everybody was, I mean, we had tutors, like 24-7, like you can get tutors, you can get all the help you can get from the teachers and, and everybody, not saying high school that didn't, but Sure. But like you, as a professor, you like you can email them and actually communicate. When high school, I never, I don't think I communicated with no teacher often. Like when I was outside the school, yeah. when college it was just like easy. And then you have people around you. You have this, all these student athletes in the same class, and where it's like, oh, let's. <clears throat> you want to go <clears throat> work on this homework right now at the apartment, and then yes, and you go, and then y'all help each other. Y'all do that. Y'all probably in the same class, you know. Um, you know how it is in college. Sometimes the answers are getting shared. You know, if it's an <laughs> online class, somebody wants to give you the, the answers. So, like, so that was good. That, I mean, that helped a lot. I think college for me was, I think it was different, but it was good. Um, I think I, I knew what I was doing and it was easier than high school. High school was really, like, <clears throat> tough. 
Yeah, no, high school was tough for me too because it's that transition from yeah. uh, see now the college from, I mean, from uh, high school to college was kind of easier to trans transition because you kind of know the system, you know how to right. do it and you've done a few things on your own. Um, before you went to USF, did you have any other schools look at you? Soccer yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I had a few. I had actually my mom had a list of like all the schools, like I think it was like 45 schools. Yeah. Like I might be like 40, like something somewhere around that, that range. So we had to cut it down, keep cutting, cutting, cutting. So the top school, I would say, like I Akron was looking at me. UCLA was to mm. Clemson, SMU, USF, Louisville. Like was the top teams that I was like, okay, I can choose from this list, like five or six of the, the schools. I took out uh, Akron because it was too cold for me. I'm not trying to live in Ohio. <laughs> um, and then Louisville, they offered me a scholarship, but it was like 75%. I was like, okay, they out because I, I want a full ride. And, and I felt like that's what I deserve. So I was left with Clemson, SMU, USF. Um, so I went to visit uh, all three of them. I went to visit SMU, I mean, uh, Clemson first. And then it was in a small town. I don't remember what area it was, but it was just the school, you know, like each one of them, just like everything revolves around the school. Yeah. So like the city was like 40 minutes away, like 45 minutes away. Um, I went there. It was cool. I liked SMU, I mean, uh, Clemson. I went to SMU, completely different thing. It was just like everything was right there. The school, the downtown, the city, like everything was just right there. But mm -hmm. I just felt like I just felt lost, man. To be honest with you, everybody was white. Like <laughs> everybody was blonde and like yeah, like yeah. that was the only thing. Like if they had some type of diversity in that school, I could have chosen SMU easily. Yeah. But like they didn't have much of that. Um and then I went to USF. And that was I mean, I think that was a life like life changer right there because i went there it was just like the school is beautiful and downtown is beautiful, right here. beautiful ladies are, are crazy <laughs> i don't know what they have but yeah the school is so diverse nobody's from there like you know everybody's from i met somebody from fiji like what yeah you know like you met people from germany and you have people like all the Caribbean countries and stuff like that, all in the same area, same place. You got, they have clubs, like this is German club, this is a Caribbean club, this is a African club, and you get all that stuff. It's like, oh man, this is it for me. This is it for me, like with the people and stuff. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I know earlier you talked about graduating uh, college. What degree did you get, man? Communication, brother. Yeah, communication for it's so funny from a guy who couldn't speak a word of English. How you getting your degree in communication, bro? That's crazy. Actually, I didn't even think about that. Um, nah, I had to get that. I had to get it. I just got it, actually. Oh, yeah, congrats, man. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just graduated. I'm done with school like a month, like two months ago. I finished, I finished all my work, like yeah. all the classes that I had to take. Because remember, I left school with like you know, I had a few classes left to take. Mm -hmm. And then I started last year, I started doing, uh, uh, finishing my degree. And then I finished uh, two months ago, a month ago, two months ago, whatever. But yeah. I just finished. I don't even have the degree, the diploma in my hands right now. They're going to send it to my house in the next few months. 
when you get that diploma, man, or degree, please send us a picture so we can share with other people because we are very, very proud of you, my guy. Yeah, yeah I'm going to send it to you. I can't wait because my mom told told me as soon as she see uh, the diploma, she's going to give me a present. So I'm waiting for the present. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't care about the diploma. You just want the present. This guy, man. Hey, man. Yeah, so like after your college season or during your college season, you got drafted. Right. Uh, by San Jose. How was that feeling, man, to get drafted? It was great, actually. It was it was super great because I was I was draft, I would say late and I was like, oh, I might not even get drafted and all that stuff. So I, when I did, I was I was really happy and stuff. I was like, oh man, this is a, this is a gym come true right here. That's what I always wanted to do. I wanted to play professional mm -hmm. and to go do that, <clears throat> to go do that, man, it's a, it was a great feeling. No, for yeah. real. That's good to hear. And then uh, from San Jose, of course, you ended up going to Reno, which is a team that's affiliated with uh, San Jose. Right. How was that right. man, playing in the USL? I mean, I play on the, in the USL now all my career, basically. And I've been having a blast, to be honest. Like, it's been fun. It's, it's really competitive. And <clears throat> players are good. And I enjoy USL. I mean, I, of course, like, everybody want to play MLS and and go all that route but for now since you really we can't control that situation and you're playing in the usl like i'm really enjoying myself like it's, it's really fun yeah how tough was it for you man because i remember a year ago 2020 you did not play how yeah. tough was that because i remember coming to see you and you and i didn't want to say it to you but i can tell i was like hey this guy looks stressed man this is yeah. tough, man he's missing uh, <clears throat> No, it was basically depressing. Like I'm not gonna <laughs> shy away from that. It was, it was really bad. Um, I was stressed out. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know if I was gonna be able to come back and actually play so I could play competitive uh, in the USL uh, 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 stage or a platform or whatever. But I really like. I was like, man, this is it. I'm done. Like it might be done. I can't play again. This and that. But um, and then. I think all oh, last year I was just like I was just like <clears throat> trying to spend time with a lot of people as much as I can to like try not to sit by myself and think about all this stuff that's going on because I wasn't playing and, and all that stuff just just I mean just do something like take your mind off of things that's what I did and then until like something came up like Oakland stuff came, uh, thing came up but last year was probably one of the hardest years I've had in the U.S. Yeah, no, that last year was hard for everybody, man. Everybody, yeah. everybody went through it. Uh, I saw yeah. a guy wearing a shirt uh, last week that says everybody versus COVID. I was like, I didn't yeah. get one of those shirts, man. Right, right. Reminder, man. Like, exactly. It was tough. It was exactly. Tough. So how did the move uh, to Oakland come about, man? Uh, so I had a, uh, a coach in Reno. Mm -hmm. uh, he coached me for like a year, I think, in Reno. He was a sin, uh, a sin coach. And then he, <clears throat> uh, after that year, I think he quit, and then he, become, he became like an agent or, or something like that. Three, I mean, four, three years ago. <clears throat> um, I kept playing in Reno. I kept playing in Reno. So he, and then last year, I think, like, around June or sometime last year, last summer, he texted me. He's like, oh, I'm trying to represent you. Like, would you want to? Would you want to do all that with me and stuff like that? I was like, Oh, you know, I trust him and this and that. But like, I told him like, you gotta find me something before I I sign with you. <clears throat> so he's like, Okay, I, I'm gonna make that my goal right now. I'm gonna find you a team before. I mean, before next year. 
because uh, my visa was actually about to expire like at the end of December. So I had to go back home to do all that. So I told him, I'm like, yo, you got to give me a team before the end of December. He's like, okay, like I got you. I'm going to do my best and I'm going to find you something. <clears throat> even tryouts or anything like that. He was even looking at League One type thing. So, and then I think last minute, like December, sometime like right before Christmas, so like around that time, he found Oakland and then we ended up signing with Oakland and stuff like that. Um, and then I signed with him too um, as my agent. Oh, that's good to hear, man. Uh... I know uh, Marshawn Lynch, who's a big time football player, is also part owner right. uh Oakland. Right. Have you met the guy? I, I didn't meet him, but I saw him. Like our first the game that was supposed to be our first game. Yeah. Uh, where we couldn't play. Yeah, he was there. And then he, he talked to some of the guys. I saw him from far though. Um yeah, but I haven't met him. I haven't met him, but we're gonna go back to the field. I'm 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 gonna get my chance. I'm gonna give him a chance with him. I don't really watch American football, so like people had to explain to me yeah. all the stuff. So yeah. I'm like, okay. How's the season going so far with Oakland Roads? Uh, for us right now as a team, like we're struggling uh, to get some points, but <clears throat> I feel like we're juggling together as a like uh, chemistry wise and playing because we keep getting new players and getting rid of players and all that. So we get. I feel like our season is about to start right now, like these next couple games because we, we, we have games suspend I mean uh postponed that we have games uh cancel and all that people have COVID and all that stuff but we haven't really got in our groove so I feel like that's what we, like right now <clears throat> that's what we're going to be on like we're going to start we're going to start seeing a difference do you have any ambitions of playing in South Africa um yes I would love to. I'll, I'll go and play. <laughs> I'll go and play. Uh, I'm from there, but you remember, like, what I see, like, I see me, like, eight years old, walking around to school with my boy talking about all this stuff, like, saying, oh, can you imagine you want to come back to the neighborhood with the Orlando Pirates track suits on, like, yeah. and all that stuff, and, like, and stuff like that. Ooh, that, like, that's the other picture. Like, I, I still see that, and I mean, I would love to play at home. I would love to play at home. Even like, cause I see some like some of the guys that I know that I played against, play with, and they post some pieces on Instagram. Like, like they're playing like <clears throat> for arrows or Amazulu. Then they post and they chilling. I'm like, well, that right there. We used, we used to dream about that. We used to think about that. We used to just like want to be that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Let me pick your brain on this one because this is something that happened. Uh a lot in 2020 where a lot of players were taking a knee and I've also seen it in the Euros, a lot of players taking a knee, especially players from England. What's your take yeah. on taking a knee, man? Yeah, let's take the knee, man. We're going to fight for our rights, man. They can't keep killing us. <laughs> they can't keep doing this. Like, we got to like protest because they say they want quite, like, I mean, peace protests and stuff. That's peaceful. Like, you know, like nobody's getting like, you know, like we're not looting now. Like we're just like saying like, look out for us too. You know, we matter too, just like everybody else's, mm -hmm. you know? So I think I'll, I'll do it and um, people keep doing it. I mean, I'm, I'm all, I'm hurt. Yeah. 
Last question for you, Lindo Mpeka. What advice do you have for kids in South Africa who want to be like you? Man, um, I say, it's going to be long probably, but I say, don't be listening to like old people that try to do something and it didn't work for them. And then they tell you, you couldn't do it too. Because they, could, they couldn't do it. So no matter what, let's say like you want to be, you want to go uh, be a politician or whatever, and you talk to somebody who tried and then they fail and then they say, no, you can't do it now. Now you can, you can go there because you, you have different set of skills than, than him. Like you might have been good at speaking. You might be like people were attracted to you and people were like, you know, if you want to be a soccer player, it might not mean you're going straight to the PSL. You might have to go through a different route. You might have to go through Zimbabwe first and come back, yeah. you know, and, and do that. You know what I'm saying? It's not a, a straight line where it's like, Right, this is the way to success, and then this is all you're gonna do. If you do this stuff, then you're gonna make it because like that's not that's not the case. Sometimes you you gotta go through the trenches and then you gotta come up. <clears throat> or sometimes some other people it's easier for them. So you can't compare your own your own your own sex uh, sexes like to other people's and you can't you can't be uh looking at other people's stuff and say, oh he did it this way, let me do it that way, and then think he's gonna work for you because it might not be the case. You know, it worked for them because they have different type of set, uh, skill set than you. So you have your own thing. Like you, we came here the same way. You play MLS all, all, all your career or most of your career and stuff like that. T same, saying we went to school, we did that, we did that. But like, you can't say it's the same thing, you know? Yeah. You know, yours better. T's might be better. You know what I'm saying? Mine might be less, you know? But like, it's all the best of me though, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, so. But, but I can tell you one thing, when we started this whole thing, to me, it's all the same because I'm just proud to say, now that you're graduating, that's all it matters to me. Team oh, graduated, yeah, graduated, the whole clique graduated. The soccer thing is just the extra right. thing on the side, man. But to see right. my people and to see you guys making something out of yourself, I'm very, 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 very proud of you guys, man. Yeah, I didn't think we would be here right now. Yeah, that, that's why we got to tell our own football stories, man. Bro, I like, no, like, you see this, like, it's like, bro, looking back at 2010, like, it seemed like ages ago, but, like, that yeah. was, like, really, like, yesterday, basically, and and we did that, we did that. I didn't think we were going to be here. Like, Cindy can tell you, like, we used to, we used to go crazy. I used to go crazy. I remember and getting we, the phone calls at night, Lindo this, Lindo that. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll come over there tomorrow. I'll take care of that young man. <laughs> yeah, nah. We, we did that. Now, <laughs> now we do. <laughs> now we're in the spot. It's like, now nah, we just, man, we laugh about it now, but hey, that wasn't a laughing matter back then. Yeah. Well, hey, Lindo, man, thank you for telling your football story, man. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you, bro. Yange. Thank you for listening to Telling Our Football Stories, and thanks to Lindo for sharing his story with us. Have a great day.